Hello. Hello. You're listening to Track by Track with me, Dan. And me, Will. The episode you are about to listen to was originally available for Patreons only, but is a brand new episode now available on all podcasting platforms. So there might be a few references that have already happened. Uh, Apologies for that. And also apologies for any comments we make for non-patrons. Enjoy the episode and don't forget, it's not too late to join us on Patreon where you can listen to exclusive brand new episodes of Track by Track. Yes, every month there are at least two brand new episodes as well as access to the full Patreon-only back catalogue and our Patreon-only series, including further listening and the remix. Enjoy the episode. And thanks for listening. Would you like some sweets, Willie? Yes, please, Auntie. What would you like, then? Can I have one of these and one of these and two of those, please? How much is all that, dear? That will be 16 new pence altogether, madam. Now, let me have a look at my little conversion card. 16 pence is three and two. Here's three and three, then. You must be worried to death with this decimal business. Could you give me another threepence, please, madam? Hello. Hello. You're listening to Trap by Track with me, Dan. And me, Will. This is the podcast where you take a great pop music album and break it down track by track. And this is Radio Track by Track, because on the turntable this week, we've got Fox Bass Alpha by Saint Etienne. And if it feels like we've been very Saint Etienne heavy recently, good. Good, because we have. Because we have, uh, and it's all very intentional. Uh, They obviously have a new album out at the moment. hope you've enjoyed it. Because uh, I mean, you'll definitely have heard it by the time this episode is released. Well, hopefully you will have heard it, but it is out there. Uh, uh, I've been trying to tell you. Oh, what? Do you want to take it offline or do you want to do it now? Tell me now. No, that's what the album's called. Oh, yes, of course it is. Yep. Uh, a little funny bit there. That's that's your one for this for this episode, actually. <laughs> and we've talked about St. Etienne before on Track by Track. Uh, last time was Christmas. Yes, when a we glimpse had a of stocking. Glimpse of stocking, mm. uh, and not yours for a change, Dan. Um, <laughs> uh, of their uh, wonderful uh, Christmas album. Uh, but we've also done Words of Music as well. Yes, yeah, so, and I think actually we didn't do Words of Music until we were almost at the two year mark. And a lot of people were asking us, when are you talking about St. Etienne? Now we've got to the three year mark, and of course, this is our fourth. So we really are playing catch-up with ourselves, aren't we? We're just doing it left, right and centre. But uh, I'm I'm a huge St. Etienne fan, full disclosure. Just going to say that right up front. Hopefully that won't come back to haunt me later when I say something wrong. But I'm sure you'll uh, <laughs> pull me up. I Happily. And as we've said on the podcast before, I'm a much newer fan to the band, but through Track by Track and through you, Will, actually. Mm. So thank you for the music. Um, oh, Abba. I have enjoyed everything we've talked about so far, including I've been trying to tell you which uh, patrons will have heard on Friday from us going through it track by track with Pete Wiggs on release day. Uh, Everyone else got to hear it a few days later on the Monday. 
Uh, and now here we are celebrating 30 years. It was 30 years ago today, Will, that Fox Base Alpha was released. And if you don't know who Sir Etienne are, once I've slapped you around the face and told you to get a life, I will then say it's Bob, Pete, Bob Stanley, Pete Wiggs and Sarah Cracknell, a fantastic trio who have uh, been together since 1990. Uh, Bob and Pete formed the group, bringing Sarah quickly on board. Uh, and they established themselves through the 90s and the noughties and right through to now as a fantastic indie, pop, dance, electronic, folk, uh, I don't know, Just they've just straddled uh, many different genres and I just don't think they want to be pigeonholed or could be pigeonholed. A bit like us, Will. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm a bit delayed. <laughs> uh, and it's great today because after uh, a, the brand new album that we've just recently talked about, after a Christmas album... Uh, originally released for their fan club and then uh, onto streaming services last year and Words of Music, a more recent offering. We are right back at the beginning today with their first, with Fox-based Alpha. So uh, this is going to be a real treat, actually. And Dan, please tell me, why are we talking about it today? Once again, Will, we are talking about it today because it's 30 years ago today since it was released. But also, of course, this is part of our week of episodes for our patrons. This is uh, day, I don't even know anymore, Will, day seven or eight, but there's one more to come after today. Uh, unless you day, are... Day eight. And Dan is knackered. I am na... Oh, you went a bit scouse towards the end, actually. Bit of feedback in the moment. So, Fox Base Alpha, it was released in 1991. First pioneered... Uh, St. Etienne's sound or approach to music making uh, using pop culture, film, TV references, samples, dance music, pop music, rock music, and bringing it all together in a very unique uh, and fresh way. Uh, They've had some huge hits along the way, but as with a lot of things we talk about in this podcast, the glory is in the detail and in the albums that they release and the love and care they put into them. And Dan, yep. we were fortunate enough to catch up with Pete from the group uh, recently uh, when we did a track by track through I've Been Trying to Tell You. We couldn't resist quizzing him and getting a little bit of info from him uh, and his memories of uh, the Fox Base Alpha formative years. So, should we hand over to ourselves in the past and find out what Pete had to share? What a great idea. So, Pete, we are celebrating Fox Base Alpha, which was released 30 years ago today. Now, you and the rest of Senatien, you're pop aficionados, so we think anyway. But how often do you go back and listen to this album? Um... Yeah, rarely, I'd say. Well, we did. We performed it uh, in its entirety uh, relatively recently. So obviously had to listen to it. <laughs> had to. Um, <laughs> or at least our versions, which is sort of mutated. Our live versions have kind of mutated a bit from the original. So that some of them are a bit of a mix between Richard X's uh, Fox Space Beta interpretations and our own. Um, so yeah, sometimes it's surprising. You listen back to the album, and it's like, oh, it's quite different, isn't it? <laughs> and 
again, it's 30, 30 years on. What are your memories of this album coming together, the production, the recording, your first venture uh, out there? Yeah, it was uh, it was very exciting. I was still had a day job then uh, for most of the time, so we were sort of slotting sessions in around. And I eventually gave it up before we'd finished, so yeah, then got more time at the studio. But but we'd uh, I had a car then. Me and Bob were living in um, Islington, no, sorry, Tufnell Park, and we'd uh, drive down to Ian's place in Coolston to which is his mum's. Council house, and he had he still had his old bedroom upstairs. He didn't live there anymore, but had turned it into a studio. So it was a it's kind of a crazy place to record, really. Um, but he and he initially didn't have much that much gear, and sort of acquired stuff, you know, as we through the years, is because we worked together for quite a long time. Um, so this album, it was a eight track desk he had, and. Uh, yeah, the tape was eight tracks. So some of them literally are just eight tracks. Um, and it was, yeah, old school uh, analog or, you know, and the odd little bit of digital reverb and things like that. And you'd have to sort of do the reverb splashes and record them live, whereas now everything's automated and everything. So that that was kind of fun doing that, that kind of stuff making mistakes and uh, sometimes keeping them. <laughs> um, yeah, it was, it was, it was really fun. And we'd only just got to know Sarah, you know, around the time of um, nothing can stop us. So, uh, and now we're, we're obviously known for 30 years. It seems mad not to ever <laughs> have not known Sarah. It is a crazy thing. Cause um, you know, it is, uh, I think a lot of maybe the more casual St. Etienne fans are quite, often surprised when they find out that Sarah wasn't there from the start, even mm. from the first few singles. So I don't know what she thought of, you know, when we first brought her to the studio. <laughs> She's probably used to maybe bigger places, I'm not sure. <laughs> we spoke a few days ago about I've Been Trying to Tell You, which is your 10th album, which is a, a sample album. But of course, there are lots of samples throughout Fox Bass Alpha as well, and throughout the career. Who or what was it that initially kind of influenced that sound for Zen FTM? There was a mixture of things. One, one that we didn't really know how to write songs <laughs> initially, and uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, samples is a good way of uh, getting in there, you know. And there was loads of really good records that were sample based, and we liked things like um, Tribe Called Quest and um, uh, Della Soul. And but before that, we'd been into um, you know, people like Grandmaster Flash, who wasn't necessarily sampling, but it was, you know, scratch records. It was the same thing, really, but just using decks. And, uh, yeah, so it was it was kind of way in, but also we loved, yeah, all the stuff that was using samples at the time. And I suppose, yeah, our, we were just doing a different slant on on some of the other kind of music we like, or try to clash genres against each other and see what happened at the end of an episode we always uh, have a further listening choice where we where we talk about uh tracks that maybe aren't featured on the standard album uh what or what sticks in your mind of maybe something that didn't end up on the final album maybe it was a b-side or you mentioned fox based beta as well is there something for fox based alpha that you love that maybe wasn't one of the album tracks I bet there is. I can't think. Of it. 
uh, and we would have put it out because they all come out. I'll tell you something that I'm glad has sort sort of been buried in the time is the the first because I knew Love Can Break Your Heart came out twice. It was original heavenly version, and then there's the one with Filthy on the B side. But the first version, there's two different B sides. One's called the official St Etienne World Cup theme, which uh, I don't know. <laughs> which version that's on but anyway it's pretty awful it's got me it's got it's got me going John Barnes John Barnes <laughs> on it sampled and all sorts of <laughs> oh we've we've got to find that now Dan so I'm glad now it didn't end up with the album it's this sort of reverse <laughs> of your question really it's one that I probably shouldn't have mentioned No, that's a yeah. that's a great spin off other listening. It's what would you rather not listen to yeah, yeah. again? Uh we should do that more yeah, often then. Yeah. yeah, lesser listening. Lesser listening. Yeah. <laughs> so thanks very much, Pete. We are now gonna go track by track through Fox Base Alpha. But happy thirtieth anniversary to uh, you, thank you very and Bob much. and of course to Sarah. Brilliant. Uh, lovely speech. Well, well we certainly, certainly had a giggle catching up with Pete Wiggs from St Etienne about Fox Base Alpha. And I have to say, never meet your heroes, but I just love talking to him. I we could have we could have kept going all day and there's so many things we didn't get a chance to ask about. Uh, and he was very generous in uh, giving us his time to talk. And yeah, never meet your heroes unless your hero is Pete Wiggs cuz what a hero. Just loved talking to him. Should we get stuck in? Do you want to be mother? I'll be mother. I'll be mother. And actually, Will, side one, track one, this is Radio Etienne. You can just hear a bit of that underneath. You mentioned before uh, samples play a big part in the band's sound and these little uh, ditties and things like that. And they kick off their first album with one. And this is a bit of a radio station itself, isn't it? It is. Uh, of course, but we can't mention radio stations without saying if any, uh, any producers are listening, uh, you know, quite happily on to live radio we are available for radio work i believe it or not this is this show is not scripted at all we're very good uh ad-libbing so on to track two then it's a biggie this is only love can break your heart is Only Love Can Break Your Heart. That is such an iconic version of this track by originally by Neil Young uh, from the 90s that it is always on any of those the greatest 90s ever albums, playlists, absolute 90s on the radio or anything like that. It is ubiquitous with kind of the early 90s. And that sound 
is synonymous with that time in music as well for me. Yeah, definitely. You get it in the kind of chunky piano. You get it in the the way the percussion works throughout the track. Um, you get it with the kind of really relaxed vocal as well. It just, as you say, it sounds like that time, which is 30 years ago. 30 years ago. And I mean, we were both very young back then, but it's hard to believe St. Etienne were creating music uh and you know like pete was sharing it was a very different way of producing music back that sound like sounded that kind of dance pop music at the time it wasn't as uh easy to do it back then they had to do a lot more stuff manually uh to make it work yep and with the help again as pete said with the help of ian cat who of course would become a long time producer and collaborator with the band Dan, did you notice, uh, is there anything that strikes you as uh, strange about that song? Yeah, well, Sarah sounds really different. Did she, <laughs> yeah. she, she have a little, you know, something with the throat that's changed the tone? Uh, it's not Sarah. So oh, this God. is... Uh, I like a popular misconception is Sarah doesn't sing on every track of Foxface Alpha because she wasn't originally the uh, a core part of that trio. It was very much uh, a plan for Bob and Pete to have a different vocalist on every track. But they recorded a couple. They got to the third one in and actually Sarah stuck. They had great chemistry. She was a voice they were looking for. And from there onwards, that's when St. Etienne uh, formed themselves in earnest. And Poor, thank- poor Ernest. God. Oh, poor Ernest. I'm poor Moira Love. No, I'm sure uh, it's quite amicable. And she... Went on to have a music career herself. Um, but- so, yes, yeah, so you should... So, actually, Dan, you've jumped the gun there. It was... Who was the singer of this one? The vocalist? Uh, Moira Lambertwill. Not Moira Lambertwill. Moira Lambert. So that was l- the lovely vocals of Moira. Uh, so she's... Yeah, she's she went on and has done a, you know, a lot of stuff herself. But... Uh, I think a lot of more casual listeners would not be aware of that. I wonder if anyone's just learned that today. If you have, do let us know on the Patreon post for the episode or at Track by Track UK. Be fascinated to know. And we won't, we won't, you know, we won't look down on you. We'll respect your decision to admit that. Uh, as a single release, uh, this got to. Well, it was released twice, actually, Dan. So it was first of all, it got to number thirty-nine, and then second of all, it got to number twenty-two. And on the B-side, Will, as Pete hinted at earlier, uh, was a track called the official St. Etienne World Cup theme. Uh, Which he'd rather forget about. Uh, But I love that idea that uh, rather than tell us an extra track that he wants to talk about, he he told us a track that he'd rather forget. That's a great spin on further listening, and one we might want to do more of in the future. Musically. Musically? Oh, we've reversed it. I love the, the kind of broken dance beat uh whimsy of this track uh it's quite with the vocals in it's quite stark uh, and feels a little bit brittle um much like love breaking your heart can do but i think it just sounds considering it was made in 1991 or 1991 it still sounds it still holds up now yeah definitely does also a little bit dubby as well i think in parts a real amalgamation of a lot of the sounds that were going on then. Also, it's just such a Saint Etienne thing to do to take 
a, a Neil Young track. Neil Young, of course, much more of a rocker, much more of a kind of a folksy uh, singer, and then turn it into this uh, club, pop club anthem. And, you know, Will, you and I, I'm sure you wouldn't mind us saying, um, not the most musical of people, despite our love of pop music. Uh, but from all accounts, what they did with the track was so clever because they kind of they changed the uh, the timing of the track, they changed the key of the track, they really kind of transformed it, and they really made it their own. Thanks, Linda. Uh, they did, and as we'll come to see in this album, it they've they they really make these songs their own. But each one has a really different kind of way of doing so about them. Should we hear another one? Let's do it. So this is number three now. This is Wilson. What would you like then? How on aren't you will miss the bar? Would you like some sweets, Willie? 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 What would you like? That really is quite hypnotic. And just the, the 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 spoken word looped, the same few lines looped through the whole song, is just mesmerising, and I can't get them out of my head. Uh, 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 can't even know. Uh, <laughs> and it's I was I've been groping around trying to find where that where the words are from. God, uh, don't make a face like that, Dan. The wind changes will get stuck like it. Uh, and it's actually from a decimal currency training record called Decimal wow. Currency Training Package. So it was a government-issued training disc um, when the change to decimal or decimalization happened. And that's that's how it happened. I mean, that's just crazy. And again, so Saint Etienne. Also, I love the, uh, the idea that... Um, We've just talked about their 10th album, uh, which is very sample heavy, which is all kind of made of samples and things. But track three on their debut album could easily have fitted on that new album in in some form. But what a what a punt to, to, to take in doing something so different, so experimental, but and having the, the balls and, and confidence to do it and thinking, oh, I know what would make a good pop song. We take these lines from this decimal training video and then uh, put it over the top of... The top of uh, Wilson Pickett's cover of Hey Jude, or certainly uh, a sample of that. Uh, and then that's a track. But it, it, I think it really, really works. <laughs> Again. I thought, so the sample, I couldn't... You're a much better hunter than me, Will, because I couldn't find where the sample was from, the spoken word sample. I was thinking it was some sort of prequel of Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory that I'd never seen before. With the, would you like some sweets, Willie? And then because the way that someone says, no, thank come you. on, auntie, we'll miss the bus. <laughs> I also believe, Will, the, as well as the, uh, the the spoken word sample, there's also someone whispering LSD. I assume that's a link to Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds, which was, of course, another Beatles song. I'm sh- that, that, that's what ties it all together. With a lovely little bow. Probably the sort of bow that Sarah would wear in her hair. Hmm. She's a... English Rose. Track four now, and this is Can't Sleep. I can't sleep. Thinking of you can't sleep. I can't sleep. Wish 
so that was Can't Sleep There. Again, a very different change uh, to something quite low, pared down. But we finally got what we wanted, Dan. Happy now? Oh, I've been happy for a while, actually. Thank you very much, Will. Um, But are you all the more happier now Sarah is on vocals? I'm very happy. That She's just got such a stunning, smoky vocal. And I think because of how pared down the track is... Uh, because of that really kind of stark piano, that great bass is almost a hint of jazz in this one. Uh, I think it works perfectly. There's a wonderful lounge feel to this, isn't there? I could just imagine us kicking back with a couple of uh, whiskey sours after a hard day in the stock exchange. Or a brandy. If we were city bankers, obviously. Well, that's not rhyming slang. slang. (laughs) (laughs) Will... Yes. Is that how you spell can't? Have I been spelling it wrong this whole time? No, it's just for the purposes of this track. Okay. Did you know, though, pop fact that I think I've said on Track by Track at least once before, if not twice, uh, when Robbie Williams wrote the lyrics for Angels, he actually wrote the lyrics for Angles. He did, did he do it on purpose? I don't think so. You could just imagine him being a bit, a bit slow on the uptake. But I can imagine Sarah being very well educated. Absolutely. And this is, of course, uh, again, as Pete said, keep, keep saying as Pete said, like, you know, you know, our friend Pete earlier in the episode. Uh, as he did say, though, uh, they did a whole uh, show playing the album, a whole tour where they played the album in full. Um, this, of course, not a single, so unlikely to be on a regular set list, but would love to hear this one live somewhere, you know, a, a typical St. Etienne venue like... Uh, where did we see them, Will? Southbank Centre. Southbank Centre. Which is where the the film shows happened. Uh, and they've got some great locations uh, coming up for their uh, tour. Uh, they are going to be at uh, Alexandra Palace. Uh, if you fancy uh, camping overnight, then you could go and see them <laughs> up there. Uh, in Brist- here in Bristol, they're going to be at the Trinity Centre, which is a lovely, intimate venue. Grand Central Hall in Liverpool sounds very grand. And one um, that Peter will be pleased about, uh, there's one at the Old Market in Hove, which means he'll be able to uh, just nip home uh, quite quickly afterwards. Lucky him. I wonder if he'll have the other two over. Either, well, they'll either have to go top to toe in the spare room or uh, hopefully Bob will take the sofa and do the gentlemanly thing so Sarah can go in the spare room. Or, or maybe they'll just book a travel lodge and won't bother Pete and his wife. Probably for the best. Wonderful budget hotels in uh, Bristol, Brighton, Hove. Same same difference. Oh, what are you going to oh. do next? Giveaway is full address. Bloody hell. Okay, so moving on then to track five. Girl, Vi. It's Roman numerals, Dan. Uh, girl, seven. Sorry. If I Seven. And this is probably the sort of clubbiest, danciest track full on that we've had in the album so far. I don't think, and this might just be me, I don't think this would sound out of place on Words of Music 
Yeah, I think you're definitely right. I think that's a great thing about all of St. Etienne's music. It all sounds very much like them and it all sounds quite timeless as well. I think, you know, that it's not to say they're stuck in the past at all. Uh, they move with the times in terms of technology, um, but they're always influenced by the past, I think. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, I don't think they're stuck in the past, but they love nostalgia mm. and they love kind of dredging through pop culture for references, for samples. And they they did this in this album. They're still doing it now as well. One of the things I love in this track is the the name checks of um, that that go between uh, tube tube stops and places in America. Because you go from uh, Clerkenwell, Portobello, Maida Vale, Valencia, Kennington, Galveston, Holland Park, Studemare, Dolisil, Fourgere. So not just America, but all over. But it's that kind of putting London alongside all of these international, exotic, wonderful places. They do have a great affection for London, don't they? Yeah, they do. And we'll hear more of that a little later in the episode. Well, and not just later in the episode, but across more of their uh, more of their work. That song, oh, sorry, that reference to all of the tube stops and things reminds me of do you remember the song that the uh panto dame sung at the uh the panto at the palladium that we go to every year where they listed off every single london tube stop it was wonderful it's a bit of a reach to compare <laughs> this great track from st Etienne from 1991 <laughs> to gary wilmot dressed up as a as a washerwoman uh singing a rhyming ditty about tube stations Widow twenty, but, I w- but I'm not surprised. I wouldn't put it past you at all. Uh, yes, yeah, sorry, not a washerwoman. Widow twanky. Yeah, and that isn't Cockney Rhyme slang either, or is it? Probably is. With probably is knowing knowing Gary <laughs> as we do. A, it's a bit of a stretch, but I love this. I love this track. It's great. It's, ti- again, it's timeless. The bass is great again. Uh, also, a great march to the beat. This one was originally titled Militaria because of that. And there's a great story for the outro as well. So officially, the lyric at the end that's repeated is waves at a wave boy. Um, But when they were recording it, uh, Sarah thought that she heard the backup singer say Carrie's got a boyfriend. But the backup singer thought Sarah was saying something else. So there's this whole like confusion and this whole repetition and this whole layering. Uh, And who, who the bloody hell knows what they're singing? They certainly have a giggle in the recording booth. Oh, that would be lovely. One day I'd like for us to have a giggle while recording. So track number six now, and this is Spring. Find it easy to live without her. If ever there was a song referencing a season and then the the whole sound of the track sounded like that season, then it's definitely this one. The whimsy of spring, I think I would say, Will. Well, op- optimism, freshness, newness as well. And Sarah's vocal as well sounds a little bit, a little, a little bit sweeter in this one than some of the kind of more smoky, sultry tones we hear elsewhere. I think she's got such a great kind of range of 
emotions and styles that she can do because I think she can do she can do this very whimsical mid-tempo pop she can do the dancier harder tracks she can do the more somber tracks as well and you know over 30 years they've gone to to, to, to hell and back but no that's not what I mean they've gone you know round the houses and back in again and you can definitely hear some of their more obscure influences coming in here Again, like a 60s kind of lounge sound throughout, but still with that early 90s club production. And I love with this one how uh, the lyrics sing of, it's only springtime, you're too young to say you're through with love. Like it's springtime in the relationship, it's the beginning stages, it's the the happiest uh, butterfly-inducing moment. Uh, You and I, in our separate relationships, probably in the depths of winter right now. Oh, speak for yourself. Uh, <laughs> I could just picture St Etienne in the 60s. Like Sarah would have uh, a, a big colourful headband on with a with a patterned dress and some big boots. And she'd be running down the King's Road uh, wanting to jump on the back of a double-decker bus. And behind her, she'd have a, a couple of dandy lads with caps and scarves around their neck, uh, rolling up little cigarettes like the start of an Austin Powers film, basically. Quite, quite a vivid imagination. Thank you very much. Oh, must have said that wrong. On to the next track now, and not a cover, because it would have been impossible, <laughs> of the Robbie Williams track. This is She's the One. What do you think? I really like this one because I feel like this is them getting even more into the dance sound. That's obviously been an influence uh, throughout their career. Obviously was an influence on earlier songs in this album. But here with a really heavy percussion uh, and with that sample uh, in this world of Upside Downs, which is from the four tops hit, I'm in a different world. I feel like I could lose myself in a discotheque to this one, Will. Well, if you are thinking of losing yourself, just let me give me a rough approximation of where you might be going, just so I know where to send the Coast Guard. Oh, I'll or the SAS. Sh- I'll share my location with you, Will. Uh, well, I won't send the I won't send the SAS because you don't want some uh, rough rough man coming and grabbing you and airlifting you out of somewhere, do you? Be awful, wouldn't it? Well, I'll give anything to go once or twice. <laughs> No, I really enjoy it. It's a bit housey, this one, actually. And do you know what the sample is there? The one I mentioned a second ago, Will. Oh, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) But I think I love the the kind of midpoint of this album where it is going, things have gone a bit bit more dancey, a bit more clubby. Definitely a bit more clubby. Also, there's the sample, of course, of uh, the four tops. I'm in a different world. Also, though, I love... How at the end, the lyric of he hit me and it felt like a kiss, which is the title of a song by the Crystals, uh, who, of course, we have spoken about before on Track by Track on the Phil Spector, A Christmas Gift for You album. But again, just another nod to the past, another nod to the influences, another nod uh, to everything that makes St. Etienne 
St. Etienne. More nodding than that that queen uh, figurine you've got on your uh, dashboard of your car. Yes, and I've got the, uh, the, the, the what's that dog from the advert? Richmond? Or... Churchill. Churchill. What's Richmond? Rich- Sausages. Well, that's walls. <laughs> oh, I'm getting real. No, you can get Richmond sausages as well. They're not very nice. Well, the veggie ones aren't, aren't too bad, actually. As you should be telling me this. I am a vegetarian, yeah, as I keep saying. You, as you like to you like to hit me over the head with it often enough. What, with my sausage? My, my Richmond veggie sausage? Your veggie, your veggie sausage, yeah. yeah. Uh, this one, Will, uh, I could well believe... If you'd have told me this would have been a single, I could have well believed it. I wouldn't be surprised if this was uh, sort of eyed up by the record company as a potential. Done it from on my own there. Track eight next, and a bit of an epic one now. This is Stoned to Say the Least. club track that is and where it's stoned to say the least you could just imagine being a bit off your head and not quite with it with that and just to take you into some strange places very strange but it starts in a very strange place in the countdown studio with richard whiteley yeah it would have been back in the days when it was up in yorkshire up in up leeds way although i don't like to speak ill of the dead uh, but i am going to now because he did apparently slag off my hometown of retford he was on the train going up north from London, probably, and said it looks like a right shithole. I might be paraphrasing. Well, from the Instagram stories I see of you uh, back at home, uh, I'm just going to maintain a dignified silence. There's nothing dignified about you, and there never has been. But obviously, the uh, the Frog and Truncheon, your mum's pub, is uh, a, a gem amongst the amongst the reeds, mm. amongst the bushes. Well, that's very kind of you to say. Would she does? Keep asking you to put a TripAdvisor review up, but this is like this is like seven seven minutes, and I just I just can't get enough of it. Likewise, I could have an extended version of this track and still be in awe. Just a, a, a it's a real piece of work, isn't it? And do you know what? Do you know where you and our listeners could go if they want to hear all of these tracks remixed, reinterpreted, uh, and given a a slight electronic uh, modern twist. Ooh, uh, their local record emporium? Well, not quite. Uh, they'd probably have to dig around for a little bit for this one because it is a bit of a hidden gem these days. But uh, Richard X did uh, a, in 2009, did a, uh, a version, a whole reinterpretation of this album uh, and called it Fox Bass Beta. And it's definitely worth checking out. Uh, Pete talks about that work very positively. And actually, it's a lovely kind of different side, alternate universe of, of what we're talking about today. So please, please check it out. Please. And hello, Richard. I know who listens. Hello, Richard. Richard, what are we going to have to do to get you onto Track by Track? Uh, we can would happily chip together. The whole team, actually, would... Put together the uh, petty cash money uh, and maybe a bit more from our, to form a little kitty. I bet we could scrape about 47 quid together, Will, or something like that. 
Yeah, if that gets your train fare up, up to London or across to Bristol. And a meal deal. Track number nine now, and this is Nothing Can Stop Us. Is this was the first official outing of Bob, Pete, and Sarah as a trio, and cementing Sarah's place firmly uh, between the two of them. And the hello, <laughs> <laughs> and the rest is history, isn't it? Will the trio are so mm. I can't, you can't imagine Saint Etienne now without you know a member down or a member swapped out. You can't see them doing a Sugar Babes or anything like that. It was one very swift, very quick. Uh, lineup uh, amendment, I'd say, rather than a change at the start. And here we are 30 years later. Uh, but what a fantastic song, you know. Uh, Only Love Can Break Your Heart was a, a great debut single. Uh, still goes down a storm live with Sarah singing it, of course. But this, as an introduction to the three of them, a cracking song. This was the third single they uh, released. And following this, they reissued Only Love Can Break Your Heart with Sarah. Uh, on vocals uh, which did slightly better in the charts but this as a release and you could tell they meant business because there are umpteen single uh, uh, remixes on this uh, also uh, some uh, b-sides as well do you know uh, how well do you think it did Dan? Oh I'd like to think it got uh, top 30 Will. Well I'm a bit off actually 54. Oh it was a different time. And we it was a different time, particularly for an exciting new act with a fresh sound and approach to music production. Uh, also, we don't often talk about single artwork, but uh, I love this because Sarah's on a motorbike mm. and the two lads look like they've just repaired it for her and they're all really pleased with the work they've done. So they should be. Also, I love the font on the single as well. Oh, it's very wacky. It's going to be... It's going to be a real reach to find out what that font is. I'm sure someone can help on Font Watch. But there's a great 60s style as well to the track, isn't there? Oh, absolutely. I th- uh, When I first listened to it without doing any research, I assumed or presumed or thought uh, that possibly this was another cover. Uh, but no, it's a Stanley Wiggs uh, co-write, isn't it? But there is yep. a sample on there. And... Oh, you beat me too. I was about to correct you then, Dan, but oh. you... Mm. I beat you before you had the chance to. Um, a looped sample from Dusty Springfield's I Can't Wait Until I See My Baby's Face from 1967. So that that's partly where the 60s sound comes in. But then again, I feel like that kind of 60s lounge shimmer is something uh, we're getting a lot of in here. And also, Dan, just to put the icing on the cake, there's also a sample from uh, a film called The Reckoning, which was from 1969 as well. And this one was covered by Kylie on the B-side of Confide in Me, uh, which St. Etienne produced for her. Are you a fan of that version, Will? I am. And let's have a little bit of it, shall we? And if we're lucky, we haven't said that for a while, have we?
So Dan, what did you think? I think it's great. I think it's great to get the, obviously, two very different vocalists. Uh, and one of the things that I love about the original is how breathy Sarah's vocal is before she builds you up to that huge chorus. Um, but again, with Kylie's version, she's got that very sweet sound to her voice. And then, again, because of the huge chorus of this song and that huge eruption of Nothing's Gonna Stop Us Now, both work wonderfully. Uh, it's nice to hear a bit of diversity uh, between the two. Um the the kind of the strings, I think, and maybe even just in general, the 60s elements uh, of that kind of version. Wonderful. How about you, Will? I really like it. Some really sharp instruments in there. Uh, you wouldn't want to catch yourself on a flute, would you? Well, you would. Uh, but it's very, yeah, it's very striking. It's very retro. Um, and I think Kylie's voice is very well suited to it. Hmm. So track number 10, and you can hear this playing underneath us now. It's another short, shorty, Etienne Gonna Die. And this is from House of Games, a 1987 film. I have to say, well, I'm a big fan of House of Games, the BBC Two quiz show. Are you a fan of that one? No, you do love your quiz shows, though. You had your quiz nights on a Monday. Do you still do those? Well, we just kind of whittled it down to mastermind, depending on the subjects, if... if if they're all doing really boring things, then we'll switch off. Uh, but every so often you get the odd sort of, well, it might be St. Etienne or, um, you know. Spice Girls. Spi- you. you know, I'd love that. Um, and then we're into track 11 now. And this is uh, London Belongs to Me. London belongs to me there, a love letter, I think, to the city, uh, but also to Sarah's lover in this track. One of many love letters to this to the city, uh, as we've already said. And again, we've, we've come back to the thing you said we were going to come to. I can imagine strolling around London on a summer's day with this, you know, just around the heath or just down to the common or just around the local stations and bus depots, you know? But everything you're saying sounds like cruising areas. Is that on purpose? Or? No! <laughs> just classic London London places. Hmm, okay. <laughs> you hear what you want to hear. Yeah, very true. It's quite... I almost want to call this song schmaltzy, and I really don't mean that in a negative way. Uh, of course I don't. Uh, I'd never do that. But... Just with the lyrics, um, the the harmonies in particular, I think really add to it. I think someone is in L O V E, the lavy. Oh, love. Sorry, <laughs> heavily in the lavy. <laughs> Your uh, autobiography title, wasn't it? No, that was uh, "Drop My Guts in the Back of a Taxi." Another St. Etienne song, wasn't it? Oh, was it? I don't, I've not heard that one. No, it's heart heart failed in the back of a taxi. Oh right. No, but this is lovely, and it's another great showcase for Sarah's vocals. And just quickly on this one, Will, uh, when did you last take a tube to Camden Town? Are you a fan of Camden Town? Is it one of your hotspots? Well, not really, because it's not as uh, as lovely as it looks in the Apple TV Plus series Trying, uh, because they neglect to put in all of the uh, tourists, 
uh, tourist spots and uh, uh, horrible uh, traffic. So penultimate track on the album then and this one is Like the Swallow. She's like the towards the end of a synthetic album they like to do something that's a little le- less upbeat and a little bit more intense and richer and that's what 7 minutes 41 takes a good long while to get into the beats and the vocals on that uh, I really enjoy it and for me uh, I know we've got another short bit for track 13 but for me that could have been it yeah I agree I, I'd love that you know, you have to get halfway through this seven and a half minute song until you get really dr- the dramatics of it. Um, and I think the intro is just once again, Saint Etienne uh, playing with sounds, playing with soundscapes, playing with formulas for what pop songs actually are. But then when it does get going, I just love that those kind of really dramatic bell chimes, the whirling synth sounds, the production is huge on this one. And then all of a sudden, towards the end, you start to get that more sparse guitar outro. It's kind mm. of like four yeah. seasons in a song. I was just thinking about pizza then. Sorry. Um, <laughs> you just said four seasons. I'm hungry. It's nearly at time of recording. We're definitely ready for our teas, aren't we? Oh, yeah. You mean a chippy tea tonight? Uh, no, just a Caesar salad. Oh, very good. And chips on the side? No. Oh, sorry. For, thought... ca- for catcher. Oh, and back at you too, you cow. Uh and the just underneath us now, you can hear Dilworth's theme. I have to say, it almost feels like a bit of an outtake or something like that, doesn't it, Will? Uh, where is what is Dilworth, Dan? Uh, Dilworth is in Lancashire. It's an ancient township in the Ribble Valley. And very simple lyrics. Oh, babe, I know you've gone. I won't be sad alone, because the song that you left me has the sweetest refrain, and then a bit of la, a bit of la la laring at the end. La, 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 la. Is it exactly not like that, that sort? No, not not at all like oh, okay. that. Actually, okay. Okay. now I'm very conscious that I haven't mentioned the album artwork because why would I on Fox Base Alpha? So I have got to mention it because it is significant. Because you've got Fox, it's a young lady holding a sign, a placard, if you will, that says Fox Base Alpha. That young lady is Selena Nash. And she appears on the 1993 album, So Tough. And she's also uh, worked with Pulp and Jarvis Cocker. Oh, hello, Selena Lovey. Uh, And that uh, cover was reworked for Fox Bass Beta. And you can probably guess what they did to rework it. Please do check out, uh, there is a deluxe version of this album, which includes uh, many B-sides, very well blessed. Uh, and there are also uh, are, are remixes to be found on things like Casino Classics uh, and uh, across streaming services as well. We're going to be doing further listing now, so I'm sure we're going to have a bit of that after 
just to share a quick, brief uh, overview of the album reception. I mean, it was extremely... I mean, we're talking five stars across the board, pretty much everywhere. Certainly from The Guardian, from Q Magazine, from Mojo, almost gave it four out of five. Uh, Select, remember Select, four out of five there as well. And for me, it's a solid nine out of ten. Thank you. Thank you for the music. Hmm. Abba. Dan, let's have a bit of further listening. So we're staying very much in this era of St. Etienne because they're going to be one of those acts, aren't we? Aren't they? Oh, absolutely. We are going to get to every album at some point. As we said, we've got to four now. There's definitely more to come from them, from us. So we are going to stick with this one. And Will, I would love to go first because there is a notable omission uh, from today's episode. We haven't yet talking about... We haven't yet talked about the second single they released, Kiss and Make Up. So I'd love for us to hear a bit of that. But, Will, I would like to hear the Sarah Cracknell version, please. That is a cover of the 1989 track Let's Kiss a Makeup by the Field Mice. Uh, pals, drinking buddies, you could say, of St. Etienne or certainly of Bob and Pete at the time. Rather than give any more of my thoughts on this track, Will, I'd love to read out what Smash Hits said about it upon release. Oh, go yes, do it. They said, these are the people who brought us the brilliant dance version of old hippie Neil Young's Only Love Will Break Your Heart tune. This, their second single, is a house reggae cover of a tune written by some weedy indie group called The Field Mice. Incredibly girly and irritating, but there's something quite appealing about it. What do you think of that? Uh, I think there's a backhanded compliment in there somewhere, isn't there? Uh, Yeah, I think so. Yeah, great song. We had to hear it on this episode. Love, if I'm going to pick out one thing from this song, it's when the percussion comes in. Yeah, there's some great, I mean, great production. It's got a great kind of 90s, early 90s dance beat to it, but some wonderful percussion Percussion. in it as well. Will, what's your further listening? So, Dan, I have gone from a track from disc two of the 2009 deluxe release. This is People Get Real. I chose that because I thought it just sits so well alongside, well, actually join our club, but some of the quite more dance-influenced tracks on the album. But again, it's got Sarah's wonderful floaty voice. Um, I think it's a great, again, another great early 90s uh, dance tune that you could just be off your head in a field in the sun dancing to. Oh, absolute heaven. Can't wait for that next year. Fingers crossed. Actually, I was off my head dancing in a field recently at all points east uh, which is lovely but can't wait to do it with saint etienne playing on a stage 
Oh, so Etienne Live are a real treat. Seen them a couple of times uh, with the three of them. Plus Debsy as well. Oh, Long Debsy. time. I mean, the obviously the unofficial fourth member. Uh, well, as well as like, Ian Foote, obviously. That's not right, is Ian it? Cat? <laughs> Ian Dog. Oh, I'm getting my cats and foots and dogs mixed up. It's definitely time for dinner, isn't it? So we're, we're out, out of time. Of time. I've... I love that. Yeah, actually. Knew that was going to be a good one. Knew we were going to enjoy that. Hope you did too. Yeah, we do do a good one every once in a while, don't we? Yeah, we've done a week of episodes and we've done one good one. So do let us know what you thought at Track by Track UK on the socials or please do comment on the Patreon post as well. And if you're listening uh, at time of release uh, and recording, we've got another episode coming up tomorrow. Well, if you're listening at the time of recording, you shouldn't be on this line. This is a private line. (laughs) have you got here? Who is it, man? (laughs) Put the phone down. I'm on it upstairs. Oh, wait, nine, eight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Tomorrow, Will, it's it's technically the last in our week-long run of episodes where we are going to be celebrating 21 years, I think, of Artful Dodgers album. It's all about the stragglers. So many huge singles on this one. Uh, But if you are on the bonus disc version tier on Saturday, it's the next episode of further listening our always exclusive patreon series and this time we're delving in to banana ramas i was gonna say deep cuts but that sounds <laughs> like a <laughs> medical procedure they're actually very well looked after dan i'm sure they are we're gonna delve into their back catalogs no that still sounds quite <laughs> anyway we're gonna listen to some further listening of banana rama Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing and supporting the podcast. Thank you, Pete. Thank you, Pete, for being part of this episode as well. So until next time, I've been Ian Foote. And I've been Girl Vi. Goodbye. Goodbye. She honestly doesn't want me to do that, Dom. <laughs> Dom, Dan, <laughs> at least didn't this didn't call you mum. No. <laughs> what again? <laughs> and Emil, yeah, we'll we'll have a few nibbles out. Dom, Dom, or oh, I've done it again. <laughs> Dom. Ah. Dan will uh, do a few volivants and maybe his famous uh, runny quiche. Oh, and you can do your, your blue cheese and artichoke bake. Yeah, all the old favourites. Uh, and then for pudding, we'll all have a big brownie. Oh, I was thinking about a few crepes after. <laughs> You're listening to Track by Track, a very serious music podcast. Oh my God. Dan Wooten has just liked our tweet.